Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 4th of June. After mounting pressure, the federal government has announced a new COVID disaster payment for Victorians in lockdown. Eligible residents could get up to $500 a week if their areas have been declared a hotspot and have been locked down for more than seven days. Prime Minister Scott Morrison denies the payment is an admission from the government it's let down Victoria. It's an, it's an admission that the Commonwealth responds to disasters. That's what it's a mission of. The Commonwealth responds to disasters, whether they're floods, whether they're fires, um, things that are beyond the control of individuals. And we'll have more details on who is eligible coming up shortly in Business and Finance. Meantime, there's some hope this morning for Melbourne that the current lockdown could end sooner than expected after authorities revealed two recent COVID cases were false positives. The two were believed to be from fleeting exchanges, one a woman who visited a display home, the other a man who was at the Brighton Beach Hotel. The current outbreak now stands at 61 cases. Epidemiologist Professor Tony Blakely has told the project while this strain is more virulent, contact tracers are getting on top of it. We may not need the full seven days. I think our contact tracing is doing extremely well as long as the future cases we see are occurring amongst those contacts we've already isolated. I reckon we can get out of this before a week, but we still need at least a few more days. It comes as lockdown measures eased overnight in regional Victoria. The Therapeutic Goods Administration says eight new cases of rare blood clots have been linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine here in Australia, with one person in a critical condition in intensive care. The TGA says four cases have been confirmed, while another four are likely to be linked to the vaccine. It takes the total number of confirmed cases in Australia to 31, along with 10 probable cases, with health experts saying the benefits of getting the vaccine still outweigh the risks. And overseas, the US has announced a global vaccine sharing program. The White House says it plans to bring the same urgency to international vaccination efforts as they have done in the US, sending 25 million jabs to developing countries like Asia and Africa. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we head back to Victoria now and an increase of residents signing up to get the COVID jab has now led to a shortage of doses. Stocks are running low and some sites have been forced to start turning people away because they're reaching their maximum daily capacity. Our reporter James Lake in Melbourne says one solution being proposed is that other states send their vaccines to Victoria. Yes, and it's a pretty bold request to make, Tash, but that's come from the Australian Medical Association asking for other states to help contribute supplies during the outbreak as more people come forward for their shots. The Pfizer doses are trickling in from overseas, while the AstraZeneca shots are actually made in Melbourne, but their release from the factory is delayed for quality control. The vaccine shortage comes at the same time as our pharmacists are asking where their doses are. More than 800 in Victoria say they are ready to help after Canberra said they could assist with the vaccine rollout. And to New South Wales, and a notorious killer currently being held in Sydney's Long Bay Jail is trying to secure his release by showing police where the body of his victim is. 
Daryl Suckling was sentenced to life in prison over the murder of 21-year-old Jody Larkham outside Mildura in 1987. But despite extensive investigations, her body has never been found. Our reporter, Siobhan Caulfield, has the details. That's right, Tash. The now 84-year-old murderer is hoping to get parole by revealing to police where the remains of his victim are. He has been taken under heavy security to the state's far south as homicide squad detectives carry out a land search. However, parole is certainly not likely, as it's understood police haven't entered into any negotiations with him and he is serving a life means life sentence, while Jody's father Ken says he would rather not find Jody's body than have Suckling get out of prison. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. As we mentioned earlier, some welcome news for many Victorians doing it very tough during their fourth lockdown with this financial support from the federal government. But the devil, as we know, is always in the detail. Yeah, the federal government will back this national scheme to pay workers up to $500. But here's the catch, the first one, only if the lockdown lasts longer than a week and only if the government agrees by its own COVID-19 hotspot definition that the lockdown is warranted. So in some way, Tash, this may give us some consistency around to lockdowns in Australia. But as you said, you know, the the devil in the detail for what the payments are and how to get them, it it is pretty specific. So to to qualify for this payment, you need to be aged over 17 and have less than $10,000 in the bank or in liquid assets. So questions asked, does that mean if I've got 10000 in, in a redraw facility, uh, am I not eligible for that? These are things I, I guess we'll find out soon. Now, a $500 weekly payment will be available if you work for more than 20 hours a week, while a 325 will be available if you work less than that. Now, the other gap, which is a big one here, is that people who receive other payments of support, like JobSeeker, will not be able to access this payment. Now, we're talking here people who are probably living, living below the poverty line. In some cases, they may have a, a small part-time job to supplement their, their job seeker payment. So in this case here, they will not be eligible for this payment. And, and as you said, $500 a week doesn't go far. Um, the, 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 the trouble here is utility payments, rent payments, mortgage payments. These will not be covered. And I suspect that if we don't all combine again a, a national help, then people will be missing their mortgage or rent. They will not be able to pay their energy bills and so on. Um, Probably the best tip I can give is contact the National Debt Helpline to see what support you could get or how to go about getting extensions. And don't forget, there is that $3,000 interest-free household relief loan that you may be eligible for. Great tips as always, Effie. And May, this is incredible. It's the biggest month this year for car sales and the ute continues to be number one. <laughs> Don't you love it? I know you love a good new ute touch. Now, when you, when you, as you say, when you, when you look at what made the top selling list, it's our, our love affair with you has definitely hit an all-time high. And the latest data from VFAX shows that the ute filled four out of the first seven places in the top selling rankings. And sales of passenger cars, they represented just 20% of the, the mix. So you've got to ask yourself, why are we so in love with utes? Well, look, it is a good sign because it shows businesses are investing. Clearly, tradies are tooling up for the construction boom and the federal government's tax incentives to buy plant equipment and vehicles is obviously stimulating this investment. 
and according to VFAX, a total of 100,809 new vehicles were sold in May. Um, that's a huge increase from the previous period of 68%. And if you're interested to know what the top seven cars were, Tash, the Toyota Hilux number one, a Ford Ranger, the Toyota RAV4, Isuzu D-Max, the Toyota Land Cruiser, the Mazda CX-5, and then finally the Mitsubishi. It's incredible. People love camping or it's an asset write-off, one may say. <laughs> oh, I'd like to put all my shopping bags at the back of the ute, me personally. <laughs> Effie, thank you. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Thanks. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. And Brett Ashbardi's French Open campaign is over-ending in heartbreaking fashion. Yes, good morning to you, Tasha. Definitely. She was midway through her second round match this morning, had to retire with a hip injury. She said after her first round match, when she had a medical timeout, she wouldn't be at 100% for the rest of the tournament. While well, it's a little bit worse than that. So unfortunately, one of the pre-tournament favourites uh, is out. Here is Ash Barty speaking after that. I've had my fair share of tears this week, but it's all good. Everything happens for a reason, and, and there'll be a silver lining in this eventually. Once I find out what that is, it'll, <laughs> it'll make me feel a little bit better, but uh, it, it will be there, I'm sure. Yeah, disappointing way to go out. She had been in sensational form. It hasn't been a great morning in Paris for the Aussies. James Duckworth, Alex Diminor, and Astra Sharma have all been knocked out as well. Love her attitude, her positive attitude. Ash, we wish her all the best. To the NRL now, Brett and Jack DeBellum made a successful return, but it was a teammate who stole the show as St George put Brisbane to the sword last night. Yeah, now Matt Dufty is out of contract and basically told by the Dragons they don't want him. They're not interested in re-signing him. Well, last night he had two tries, set up five others as the Dragons ran rampant all over the Broncos, 52-24. to Now, DeBellin was playing his first game in 993 days. Uh, he managed 26 minutes off the bench and his coach, Anthony Griffin, was pretty impressed. He hasn't lost that ability. They never lose their class or their ability. We just obviously um, need to keep him fit and keep building these minutes now. Now the Tigers tonight in the only game they face a Panthers side missing several players on origin duty so perhaps a sneaky chance there for the Tigers to end their unbeaten start to the season. It would be great and Brownlow medalist returns for the Lions Brett in tonight's blockbuster with the Demons. Yes, uh, Lockie Neal making a faster-than-expected recovery from ankle surgery. That was after round six he hasn't played. Since then, the Lions have gone on a seven-game losing streak, and coach Chris Fagan says others certainly stepped up in Neal's absence. Obviously, he's a very, very good player. Having said that, the blokes that have been playing in his spot have been tremendous over the last five weeks. They've got Ryan Lester also back from a hamstring strain. Reese Matheson, who calls himself the barometer, has been dropped. The Demons, uh, they've made just the one change. Last week's medical sub, Tom Sp- comes in for Ed Langdon, who is out with concussion. And just some a quick news through. We've got a live World Cup qualifier this morning. Tash, the Socceroos in action against Kuwait. 39 degrees at kickoff. We've started well. Matthew Leckie scoring after about 18 minutes. We lead 1-0. Let's hope we can go on with the business because we've got a packed schedule coming up. We haven't played for almost two years, so the Socceroos playing this morning. Fingers and toes crossed. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And South Australia's chief health officer has laughed off criticism after she recommended fans at an AFL game at Adelaide Oval duck and not touch the ball if it comes near them. The Crows will host Collingwood after they were given exemption to fly into the state. Nicola Spurrier standing by her passion to keep South Australian fans safe at the game. Regardless of COVID, this ball has been touched by many sweaty men out there on the field. Just go and sanitise your hands before you start eating your chips doesn't love chips. 
Happy Friday. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you bright and early on Monday. Listener.